0: We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's Sermon Podcast. Hey, we release Sermon Podcast weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. Uh, of anybody besides the pastor, to lift up. You do the work of an evangelist. I got Bible for that. And that's, that's the job. And, then, and the pastor's the one... On the corner blowing the trumpet To warn us or something And so sometimes I get to preach evangelistic The Lord says just go And I love it when he does And then sometimes I just sound the trumpet A little bit and Just sound an alarm And uh, that's 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 what I'm called to do And so I am honored I haven't preached now in 10 days It's not going to change the length of the message But I had not preached in 10 days Since Sunday a week ago and uh, I've, uh, I've enjoyed listening. It's been, it's been great. The setting of our reading tonight is, if you know the history of the Bible, not maybe necessarily the Bible itself, but if you know any of the history of the Bible and you know about uh, Timothy, Paul is the pastor, if you will. Timothy is uh, coming up under him and ends up uh, pastoring the church there excuse me and uh, so Timothy has taken good clear instruction from Paul and uh, it's a it's an awesome thing and so uh, obviously they don't have text and email and cell phones so he writes two letters people will tell you in the book Timothy wrote Timothy didn't write that book Paul wrote that to Timothy two times that's Paul's writings and so he wrote to Timothy telling him about uh, the world to come and in where we're going to read he talked to him about the end time of, of the world to come and so he was just letting them know there's things that you're going to face as a pastor that maybe I won't face maybe my time maybe the next generation will face things and I know that that has been that way and if time stands the next generation will face things I'd never be able to pastor through and I believe that there's some elders that there's no way they could pastor today I won't say that about our bishop, I'll leave that up to him. But I know some elders that wouldn't even understand the lingo of modern America. Just, just couldn't do it. They could preach, but pastor and soul, everything. Paul recognized that. And so he he spoke to Timothy, and listen what he said. We're going to read two verses in the second writing to Timothy chapter 3. We're going to read verse 1 and we're going to read verse 5 for the sake of standing in time. We just read those two verses. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Verse 5. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. And I feel like I'm deep in the heart of Texas. This title probably wouldn't work anywhere else but I'm going to share it with you here. Cut them loose. Cut them loose. Cut them loose pray with me lord we love you thank you for your goodness and your mercy you're an awesome god you're an on time god a prayer answering god you're a way making god ask you to bless us tonight in every way let us hear and understand and respond to what your spirit what your word is saying to us let me speak it with power and authority and truth lord let us receive it just the same give you all the praise in your matchless name of Jesus Christ we pray and let's love the Lord one more time before we're seated come on just love him for a few moments amen God bless you by my clock sister Beckham will be coming back to the organ to the keyboard at 10 minutes after eight. And so that gives you an idea of when you'll be leaving here. (laughs) Amen. So the setting is, as I've stated, Paul is telling Timothy about the things to come. There's also uh, obviously there not only in that day, but he's talking about in the last days. He wants Timothy to be able to pass those, uh, those things on to the people that he pastors. And remember, they don't know when the Lord's coming back. And so they're talking like it can happen tomorrow or the next day or uh, the day after that. But uh, so he he's speaking this to them. And so I just want to share with you. We're gonna we're gonna have several uh, definitions here tonight, and then we're gonna work to one one point one one theme uh, here. And it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I'm not expecting anybody to shout. So if somebody shouts, they're probably watching a ranger game. And I'm not expecting anybody to to go, oh, they're probably watching it too. I'm just expecting us to hear and understand and leave here better than we came. Stronger, smarter than we came. Amen. That's that's the goal tonight that the Lord has given me. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Verse 2, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. I know it's on the wall. I want you to trust me for a little bit because if you're reading that, you may not hear some of these definitions. But I'm going to give you a definition of some things. And then at the end of this, I, I believe you may be shocked at what the Lord would have us to know. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, all right? And I'm going to give you the short meanings of all of these. Covetous is all about money, everything you look at. All you, you see dollar signs, no matter what. That's what it means right here. It's all about money. Boasters, that means a bragger. Somebody always tell you how good they're doing, what they've got, how strong they are, how bad they are. That's a bragger. Proud, presenting oneself above others. I'm giving you the very simple and basic first biblical meanings of these words. That means that's what they're used for right here. In other places, it might be something else, but right here is what it is used for. Blasphemers. Speaking evil against God and his church. Hello. That brings a light on. Disobedient to parents simply means noncompliant and impersuadable. Parents, they can't persuade you what's right. You, You always know best. Unthankful. It means thankless and ungrateful. Unholy. Wicked with no true commitment to God. All right, verse number three, without natural affection. This verse has been maybe taken out of context and for usually what it's used for, there's plenty of scripture, but in general, uh, this this is taken to, to mean something altogether different and so I'm glad the Lord led me to break this down and know exactly what I'm speaking, exactly what we're teaching here tonight. With no natural affection, you know what the first meaning is? Unsociable. Because it goes on to say that it is the will of God and the order of God to get to know humanity. He looked at Adam and said he's lonely. He needs socializing. It's the first meaning. Yeah, there's other meanings for unnatural. But right here, it means to be unsociable, hard-hearted towards kinfolks. It's, it, that's exactly what this means right here. So, it's not natural to be at odds with your kin folks. I know a lot of families, they're just drama-filled, and, and I don't mean anything uh, against the lady folks here. Now, I want you to understand this, but my wife comes from a family of five. She had her mother and four other aunts, and they always had drama. Now they're all going on to heaven, and, and I truly believe they all made it. There's one still there, but, uh, and, and I'm praying she makes it. And but they 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 had drama. There's a lot of drama. I know a lot of families that have a lot of drama. And I made the statement the other night. I said, you know what? Between our girls and the devil always try to plant a seed. Somebody will say you scared. You called that out. Now what will the enemy do? But between our girls, there's never been any drama. I told I told uh, Missy just the other day. I said, baby. I said, you know one thing I'm proud of. I heard of some other family just going bonkers and just. Acting ignorant, and I said, I'm just glad our girls have always just loved each other through the faults, through the failures, through the mistakes. It's never become perfect. We've never had a weird feeling at Thanksgiving. There you go. So there there, there's there's the meaning to that right there. Unsociable, hard-headed toward kin folks. Truce breakers. It means one feeling not liable for a truce, for words, or for actions. That's a truce breaker. That's somebody that says, I'm going to enter into this agreement with you, and then they don't. Or I'm going to enter into this action, and then they don't. And they don't ever say anything about it. They just expect that you're going to look beyond it because they're a truce breaker. Shouldn't have got in business with me. Should have recognized me. It's it's what it means. Truce breaker. False accusers. To be linked with the devil himself in slander. That's the meaning. That's the biblical meaning right here of a false accuser, to be linked with the devil himself in slander. Incontinent cannot resist while indulging themselves being inhumane to others. Ooh, we're going deep right here. You hear that? Incontinent can't resist, can't stop it, can't change it. It's where we get a modern medical word. Incontinent cannot resist. While indulging themselves being inhumane to others. Fierce. It means savage, wild, untamed towards others. Despisers of those that are good. It means hostile and opposed to good people and goodness itself. They're just untamed. They're just wild. They're going to do it their way. Verse 4. Traitors to betray one's trust in word or deed. Heady is to be reckless or to fall forward in thought of oneself. Even when you're falling, you got so much pride, you're going to fall forward and let everybody know how you're making in advance, although you're going face first. Boy, this gets serious when we know, doesn't it? It really does. That's, that's, that's a word called heady. High-minded. That means puffed up inside with self-pride. You don't have to say, you don't have to say a word to be high-minded. With self pride. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. In love with God's creations more than God Himself. That's seeking His hand, not His heart. Come on, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Oh, I love that. Come on, just just pour it on me. But I would never come to you unless you were just pouring it on me. Loving the creations of God more than the Creator. That's lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. If you love the things of God and the ways of God more than God himself, that applies. Now, we're coming to something right here that, that is touchy. I could teach. I could preach. I could say a lot of things about this right here. This is not the message for it. It's not even the message I want to give you. But I am going to plant a seed right here. Having a form of godliness. We'll stop right there. Because there's a comma and then but. So I'm going to show you this. Having a form of godliness. That is an outward semblance, look, or appearance of being godly. All I want to plant the word here is, is once you become godly, people will know you're trying to be godly. You won't have to tell them. It'll change you. I'm going to just say that one more time. Having a form of godliness. What's the form? That's looking like it. That's looking like it. Tells us two things. You can be lost with a form, but there is a form. They both matter. Having a form of godliness, outward semblance, look, or appearance, but denying the power thereof. Denying, here's what it says a denying, the living, regenerating, sanctifying influence of the Holy Ghost. That means you can look to look You can go to the oldest traditional spirit-filled look you want to have. You can put on clothes. That's a form. You can have on a hairstyle. You can have on a certain look and a certain act. But the writer here is telling the pastor that's following him, there's going to be some people you face that look godly. But they don't really believe God can change. They've never really been saved. They've never really promoted the gospel. They've never really trusted that he could heal. They'll still lie and cheat. But they got to look. I love it when people say, yeah, but the Lord looks at the heart. Yeah, that's what He's said. Just so you know, that was long before the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It was long before any change was commanded. They let somebody else do the sacrifice in form and they reap the blessing of it. Well, part of sacrifice is being godly. That's a New Testament concept in law. Another meaning of that said empty clothes. Empty clothes. That's what that is, is empty clothes. Stand there and look pretty, but just absolutely empty of anything that reflects the ways of God. Looking apart, but never having or embracing, retaining the changing power of the Holy Ghost. Now, I want to go back to fourth grade with you for a little bit. And if you will, Brother Duane, if you just leave that verse up there, because from one when we started reading until we get to where we're at right now, in the English language, and, and, and it bears out in, in, in commentaries and in scripture and, and on and on. But in the English language, just in case you don't remember, that colon right there, behind the word thereof, that means that's a hard stop. And that means everything that precedes that before the, before the last uh, uh, point, which would be a, a period, Because having a form of godliness but denying, all that goes together. So the period that where four ends and five begins, everything up to that colon now stops right here. It's a brand new statement. Now I'm going to read to you in English, in the English, what it means. Here's what it means. Here's what the teacher taught you. Here's it right here. The colon sign used in the English language is to mark a major division in a sentence to indicate that what follows is an elaboration, a summation, or total sum of to imply what preceded the previous punctuation. That means this stands alone, this next statement. Everything else that leads up to this, when you get to that right there, You're starting over. It's in the same sentence. It's on the same subject, but it carries its own point alone. I'm teaching to you tonight. Cut them loose. Watch this. Verse 5. Having a form of godliness. We talked about it. Look to look. Talk to talk. But ain't got nothing inside. Don't really... people, People will say sometimes... Well, I'll say, I'm going to pray for you. And they say, oh, I know, Pastor, but i got my doctor's appointment. You know right then, you're fixing to waste your breath. They don't believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying don't go to a doctor. I'm saying you have faith until you have a reason not to have faith. You have faith until it's settled, and sometimes he'll settle it with a doctor and a visit. Sometimes he uses people, uses mankind Uses people like Sister Laura and Sister Donna and and, and others in this place that, that, that help us live to do this thing. But what he's saying right here is there are people that can look the part, that can be the part, that can talk the part, that can show up every service. They can have a form, just like you pour in concrete. That's the outside shell. That's what they're showing you. That's my suit and slacks. It's what I'm presenting to you. But what's on the inside of me? Mm hmm. Watch this. He says, From such turn away. That is a standalone statement that only goes to verse five, it doesn't apply to the rest of those verses. Now, oh. Oh, it's quiet as a church mouse in here. I hope all y'all that are looking at your phone or following along in the book. <laughs> Cause I'm I'm ten minutes out. I just want somebody that that will but Brother Bradley, do you mind being a, a, a helper when I preach? You do mind? You do not mind. Hey, okay. I just want you to come here and I well, I'm fixing to mess you up. Oh, it's gonna be a bad situation. I just want you to come sit right here. I know you can't look pretty, so just sit there. <laughs> Brother, if you'd take us back to verse 1, all right? Just take us back to verse 1, and y'all, y'all believe it or not, we're almost done here. We're, we're going to leave with, some, with some, uh, some help and some understanding, all right? Are you ready? We're us. Right. All right, are we at verse 1? Give me verse 1. I can't see that far. We gotta change the font on those things, y'all. We bought big, big, big screens and using a little bitty bitty, bitty font. All right, watch this. So, is it true? It is true. Yeah, I got some agreeing with me out there. So just go with me if I have to turn my head, it ain't got nothing to do with you. I just can't see that one. So, this know also that in the last days, perilous times are gonna come. Perilous is terrible. It's it's messed up, everything's crazy. It's 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 a whacked out society. All right, perilous, everything's in trouble. Uh, verse number two, uh, Dwayne. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Do you know if you are a lover of your own self, and we gave the definition, I can run with you. I can, you can be my friend. I can run with you. We can be all right. Watch this. Covetous. If everything you see is a dollar, I, I know if you get in my truck and you, and you see something, the first thing that happens is... Boy, I could turn that into something. Everything ends up in a dollar sign. We can be friends. I can stay close to you. I can stay in a union of friendship and brotherhood with you. Boasters. Oh, man, loud and proud. Boasters and proud, they're both almost the same thing. If you talk bad about the, the, the God and his church, I still have a responsibility to try to save you even knowing you're a scoundrel. See that? Disobedient to parents. Never listen to nobody. Can nobody talk to you hard-headed? Just won't listen at all, especially to parents. Uh, One of the things says elders are those that have a rule over you. Unthankful, you just don't appreciate anything at all. You're unholy means you totally don't have a dedication to God. Paul is telling Timothy... Those kind of people you're going to have in the church in the last day. Stick with them. You'll turn those people into something. And verse 3. Without natural affection. Verse 3. That's it. Without natural affection. Okay? So we we read that. "I'm I'm still supposed to be here with you. A truce breaker. I know you can't keep your word. I know you borrowed $20. You're going to give it back on Friday. I know you're lying. Cause you're a truce breaker, but it's my job as a saint of God to be your friend. False accusers. Now I can't get in a part of that, but if you come to false accusers, it's my job to try to make sure it dies right there. I need to say, "Hey, bro, till you know that's right, you know, you, you mm-mm. don't talk to me about that no more. That's that's wrong. That's wrong. That's a lie. All right." Can't stop, just can't help yourself, just exploding for yourself while everybody else around you is starving to death, incontinent. Fierce, just mad like a mad dog. I may have to push you back sometime and say, man, you got to calm down. You got mad issues. But it's still my job to love my brother despisers of those that are good. You can look at me and just say, i tell you what, and just start talking about that guy again. Have you noticed how much of this refers to what you say? That's why the Bible says the power of life and death are in the tongue. So here we are, despisers of those that are good and goodness itself, but it still leaves a place for me to be connected to you and keep casting for you. Go to four. Verse four says, you're a traitor. I know you're not going to do right. I know you're a in, in yourself. You're, you're all out in a bag of chips. And when you fall, you're going to claim you gained ground falling forward. You know, you, you've seen people their whole life fell into a misery, and they just said, thank the Lord I needed this break. You're lying. You didn't need this break. You can't change this break. So now you're going to put it on the Lord. <laughs> Come on. You know, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, I'll take the Lord's money, I'll take his health, I'll take his car, I'll take his house, I'll take the woman he gave me, I'll take the children and the grandchildren. I'll take everything that God will give me, but I refuse to love him more than the things that are in his hand. But I still have a responsibility to reach for this man and stay close to him. Let's look at five. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Something changes right here. Something changes. Everything else, everything else, I got to keep reaching. Everything, but all of a sudden, there is a standalone statement right here. That says the people that are pretenders, you stay away from those. Those are the most dangerous. Wow. So I'm going to just teach to you for about five minutes right here. Don't pretend you're holy when you're not. That's going to backfire. You read those next few verses, the Bible said you'd be exposed and turned over to a reprobate mind, meaning there'd be a line you'd cross that you'd be done. You'd never get back. He won't turn his back on you. You walk too far. He won't walk away from you. Here is what Paul is telling Timothy. You can take a liar. You can take a cheater. You can take a thief. You can take somebody that their whole life's about money that they'll sit there and throw a T-bone in the trash while everybody beside them is starving. They'll go on and on and on and on and on gathering and spending and collecting while this one over here can't even survive. You do what you can to save that person, but when you come along somebody that pretends to have the Holy Ghost, that pretends to have a prayer life, that pretends to be godly, that dresses up like something that's been changed, that tries to look holy, but they don't have nothing inside of them, those are the most dangerous people because they will earn your trust and drop you somebody hear me right now. Paul was giving Timothy. He said you're going to have some people in the church that you pastor as time accelerates. They're going to be all these things. They're going to have all these things. and Life is going to be good. Thank you. But Here's what you got to do, Paul. You got to cut those people out of your inner circle. He doesn't mean write them off and never come back to them. Here's what he says. They can't know your secret. They can't know your dreams. They can't know your hopes. They can't know what goes on behind closed doors at your house they're fakers they're thieves they're robbers they're looking godly but they have nothing I've heard a lot of people say boy I'd like to I wish those people would join our church they, they, they looked look part some some of the worst people I've ever been around fit in that verse right there why Because I believed in them. But underneath those church clothes, come on, from such turn away. The Lord won't leave you out there. He'll send somebody along that may be able to get to them people or save them people. But I am going to tell you something. Here's my only message. There is no room for a fake. That's right. That's right. I'd rather you come in here looking and acting like Jezebel. I'd rather you men show up in a miniskirt than I had... Come on, i am preached preaching to you for about two minutes. I'd rather you men show up in a mini skirt and a crop top than I had you show up here acting like you got something you don't have and messing up the babies and running to church and met. Come on, you either got the Holy Ghost and the power of change or you don't. If you don't, seek it. Put your pride aside and get the Holy Ghost. Get right, don't change for me, be real. I'd rather a person's look never change unless the Lord leads them. I'm not going to go much deeper than that. It ain't got nothing to do with the Rangers either. That's in my notes. But I'm going to tell you something. Somebody hear me real, real close right here. You know... A tree by the fruit it bears, not by the bark it wears. Tweet that. You know a tree by the fruit it bears, not the bark it wears. That's biblical. I'll tell you something. The most dangerous situation you can possibly be in is to totally surrender your heart and your thoughts and your mind to a person that's a fake. I don't want to be their friend. Not close. When I say friends, I'm talking about friends. Sharing things. Talking about things. Expressing things. Confessing faults one to another. A friend. Somebody you can trust. Because you know what will happen? They'll save all that. I've even known people running around with recorders. Trying, looking for something. Oh, you go you act surprised. You're probably on some of them. I don't know of a soul in this building that does that. If you record me, just so you know, unless it's through here, you ain't got permission to, and I might poke you right in the eye. I might. It wasn't a threat. I said I might. Hey, that ain't right. That ain't godly. You're not trying to trap somebody and catch somebody in something. Boy, this is going over like a flock of dogs or y'all are listening real, real good. Here's what I want you to know. If you've got the Holy Ghost, then you should believe everybody else can have it. Or you're denying the power of it. Well, they've been bad, 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 but what are you? What were you? Well, I never was into drugs and alcohol. Good for you. You were still lost and on your way to hell. Trust that they can be saved. Trust that every alcoholic and drug user, nine-time divorcee, trust that they'll make it this time. Don't deny the power of God just because you got to look. Oh, don't make me start preaching right here. I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm, try, I'm, not, I'm trying not to go where the flesh wants me to go. But I want you to just hear what I'm telling you. I have a responsibility as a pastor to stay right here with these people through all these problems of what's coming in these perilous times. I've got that responsibility. But the one that I don't have the responsibility for is the fake. It's not his business what's going on in the church. Come on. Is this all right? Are the old timers behind me. Yeah, I like that. Hey, I want to tell you something. You can be a traitor. You can be a false accuser. You can be a truce breaker. You can be unholy. You can be unthankful. You can be disobedient. I got a little bit of a ring. You can be disobedient to parents. You you can be blasphemous in this particular setting. It's not talking about those that have received the spirit and then go back on it. That's not what it's talking about. This particular one has a different meaning. Just like when Paul said he was a blasphemer. Somebody said, I thought that's the only sin can't be forgiven. You got to know what the word means. Right here, it's not talking about people that have received the gift of the Holy Ghost and know it's true and go out for strength and courage and pride and say, oh, there ain't nothing to that. That's blaspheme. This is a whole other thing that he's talking about right here. And in this blaspheme right here is speaking evil against the church, against God, and against his people. But you know what? Even with that, I've got to go and say, I forgive you, I love you, and you can make it. But once you become a fake... You know, this is gonna be sad for some people to know and newcomers just spit this out if you need to. Don't even take it. But hear me. There are people. I, I used to call them church bullies. Now I got a more carnal word for them. They talk in tongues, dance around the building, run out, it ain't never changed. Why? Because the Bible said there is false fire. Nothing ever changes. They go right back to that same old thing they were doing. All they done was dress up, brush their teeth in their hair, and try to get looking kind of like they belong in a church somewhere. But nothing ever changed. How many of those, and I'm not passing any judgment. I'm not the judge. Matter of fact, the Lord hadn't even taken the seat of judgment yet. But how many of those are going to spend eternity in hell that looked holy? That's right. I, 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 I'm, I'm being as square and, and, and open with you tonight. Sometimes I've been, I've been criticized. Sometimes people have said, Pastor, you, you ought to call some things. But I think in, in the day we live in today, you can't call nothing. Because somebody will read into that as an oversight. So I'm going to just say it how I feel it. Whatever the definition of holiness is, outward holiness that you've ever known, I'd rather you never reach that. I'd I'd rather you never reach the look. I'd rather I'd rather you sit in the seat of judgment, and the Lord pass judgment on you, not having an outward form, but having an inward heart that's hundred percent headed in the right direction, than for you to be all dressed up with no place to go. Come on, somebody hear me right now. I believe in holiness from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I believe it will change the way you look. It'll put a glow on you. It'll put a smile on your face. It'll put a twinkle in your eye. It'll put a pep in your step. Being holy will change you. But I'd rather you be on your way to heaven in your heart and not putting that out a million times than to be a false. Denying the power of, denying the power of says Brother Tony can't be healed. Oh, we'll pray for him because that's what we do. No. If you're going to do that, don't come back up here next time. Just stay there because you're not a believer anyway. When we call for prayer, we want people to come that believe it's absolutely possible that when he shows up, or better yet, probable, when he shows up to the doctor the next time, Brother Gerald, I wouldn't want anybody praying for me that had a preacher look and in their hearts say, oh, I just told Gerald. God's not going to do anything for him anyway, but we can pray for him and get him back to his seat. Come on. Where'd you go? What happened to you? You got a form of godliness. Your walk says godly. Your smile says godly. Your clothes say god. Everything about you says, Boy, that one right there's got it. But they don't truly believe anybody's going to be healed. They see the worst in every single situation. Now, I'm on, somebody's going to say something about being, calling something right here too but I got a niece right now that's sitting in jail on a second degree murder charge many of you have talked to me about it, You've, it's out there it's in the public, had been a bishop's granddaughter, I walked her down her homecoming court, I gave her away at her wedding, helped build a car helped finance a car, the girl's known the truth an incredible singer, lots of things she's innocent until proven guilty right now she's innocent There's things happening in in, in that world, in this world. And I have watched people jump on that with the biggest aha in the world because she used to live for the Lord. And now all of a sudden, oh, I knew it always. And I tell you right now, cut them loose. Cut them loose. I don't have no time for you taking pleasure in the failure of somebody else. Don't have time to talk to you. Don't. Come on. Somebody hear me right now. It's these types of situations right here that I'm talking about. What's going on in the world. Here's what I believe. I believe that everything's going to work out. But more than anything, we got to wish for the truth. Folks, if we want anything besides the truth, who are we? What are we? If there's a price to pay, there's a price to pay. I can't change what has or has not been done. I know what I think. I know what I believe. I'll reserve that. And it puts it in a real strange situation because it's a bunch of people involved in, in drugs and, and, and other situations. And it's people that I know, that people that I used to love so dearly, that the, the, the deceased. I mean, it's a it's a situation that I'm all intertwined with. Close friends with, the, with this lady's brother. Been on the phone with them this week, letting them know there's no light between us. We're together. All we want is truth. But I've sat and I've watched. Maybe this is what it is. I wondered today, kind of, why, why, why this? Wednesday night, I hadn't preached in 10 days. I want to go shout a while. Why this? Now I think back at the hundreds of comments on social media, of people that said they loved me for the last 32 years. Literally. I love you. You're you're, you're awesome. But they finally got something to put their finger on. Now you see who they are. So I'm taking Paul's advice. I'm not engaging them. And I won't no matter what happens after trial date. Oh, you're not going to forgive them, Pastor. You'll go to hell. No, they're forgiven already. They'll just never be trusted with another word of mine. There's a difference in forgiveness and trust. You steal from me, I'll forgive you, but I won't leave my credit card at your house again. It's common sense. There's a difference in forgiveness and trust. So somebody listen to me right now. I don't know really who I'm preaching to. Maybe we're supposed to be hitting both sides of this. If you're presenting that you're something, the most dangerous place you can be is to not be that. Don't show up holier than now and leave empty. You don't believe anybody can be changed. You know why you don't believe that? Because you've never been changed. You're still the same person you were before you put a form on. I'm done, musicians, I'm done. I hope y'all still love me. Y'all are the best. I'm just getting to the bones of stuff right now. Just be real. And then to those that hold that last verse, if you can get back to it, if you can't, it's okay. I can read it, I can go back. But if you can get back to that verse, let me just tell the rest of us, the other side of that. If you recognize, if you recognize oh you don't have to say hey you're not my friend anymore you're out you're cut well that's discord too that ain't the way you do that you just find yourself something to do when they call you pick up sticks straighten out the carpet you know do something find a reason to be busy I got some people marked on my phone and it's none of y'all I've got some marked on my phone. Some says, I don't even have a name up there. They want money. Do not answer. Salesman, telemarketer. Do not answer, and sometimes there's a reason why. Why? Because I don't need somebody to project something on me that's fake. I don't need to trust in something that's not real. I don't need to bear my heart, my soul, my feelings, my opinions to somebody that's just waiting on a moment to get me. Twist my words just a little bit. Come on. Look. I don't want anybody to be ashamed. Nobody ever. I'd, I'd never want to shame anyone to an altar. We're not fixing to do that tonight. Unless you just decide to get up and come up here for any other reason. I'm not going to even invite you. But here's what I'm going to tell you. You're wasting your time in that form. If there's nothing inside it. You might as well just go on and display who you are. Be sad to fool a church full of people all the way to hell you're missing out on a lot of fun I believe him says his sin's fun for a season you might as well just go ahead and get worldly if you're that anyway your destination's the same so that's not what I'm encouraging you to do what I'm encouraging you to do is get right when somebody goes down in water in Jesus' name I don't care who they are, where they've been, what they've done they can be saved Why? Because I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. I believe chains can break immediately. Addictions can fall off immediately if there's such a thing as generational curses, which I would debate. But if you believe you've inherited some things from mom and daddy, I believe one trip to the altar changes it all. I believe a backslider can come home. I believe those walking away can be pulled. I can, come on, somebody help me right now. There's nobody that I don't believe God can save. outside of that i'd be denying the power of the holy ghost to change i just painted him out the most rotten guy in the room he said he didn't mind he's fine but if he'd done all of those things imagine one trip to the altar i don't believe that pastor then you're denying the power of god We better get real. Lord, forgive me. And immediately, east to west. Oh, somebody hear me right now. Be what you're presenting. And then those of you that just like to talk a whole, whole lot, if you start hearing out of somebody you really, really trust, Things that really, really don't line up with the spirit you have. Find you a vacuum cleaner. A mop, a broom, a lawnmower. Bishop, next time a hollow head calls you, get on a mower. Go mow the ice in December. Just be busy. Hey, let's stand together. Here's all, here's all, here's all. To me, standing here, here's the form. Here's the form, here's the form. That's the outside appearance. There's a godly looking man. In my, my opinion, what I can pull out of Scripture it's a godly looking man. There's another one. There's a godly looking lady. As much as we all love Sister Debbie Beckham, if all she had to offer the kingdom, was that kind meek look but inside she was just waiting to explode on you did we pick it up listen there's nobody that God can't save no matter who they are, where they come from. I know there's people in the world that don't want to go to church with other kinds of people or certain kinds of people. This kind of people shouldn't be singing or preaching or teaching. Or they should. Did they receive the Holy Ghost? Did the Lord forgive them of their sins? Are they living right now? Because if they are, I'm going to suggest they're closer to Him than you are. Because you're judging them while they're living it out. I just wonder right where we stand. If we just ask the Lord for a couple of things. First is, Lord, let me always keep my tongue in check. Let me keep my tongue in check, because it's easy to just just automatically go negative and start talking bad about people. Easy, it's so easy. You don't know where people have been. You don't know what they've went through. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what they're feeling in their heart, but it's easy to say, well, I would I used to say if I was them, I'd do X, Y, and Z. And then I realized, no, if I was them, I'd do exactly what them is doing. We just want, we want to recognize what's not right. And then on top of that, we want to be right. Not just in look, but to the very depth of our heart, we want to be right. And here's all I'm asking you to do. If you want to come to the altar, that's fine. But I'm just asking us if we can just take the next couple of minutes and just lead us in a song or just play singers, whatever y'all got planned is fine. But across this building, wherever it's at, kneeling, standing at the altar, anywhere you want to do it, if we can give the Lord the next two or three minutes and be honest and be open and just say, God, let me always live up to the best of what you have given me. Let me be real. Let me be true. Let me be faithful. Come on, let's do it. Let's pray. Lord, let me be right. Let us us be the church of accepting anybody. Not accepting Christ.